Hello and welcome to M's Authority Podcast. I am M, your astro guru, and I am in your ears yet again for the uh, week, which is exciting. This is the first time I am doing uh, two episodes a week. So if you tuned into Monday's episode, you would have got the juicy uh, deets that I am now going to be doing the Monday weekly energy of ahead, week weekly energy of the week ahead. And the Wednesday episodes are going to be themed around, um, yeah, basically anything that is more time relevant. So you can go back and listen to certain things. I'm going to break down different archetypes, different um, astrological terms and whatever else I feel like fucking throwing in there. Um, But today, uh, this is super fucking exciting, this one. Uh, This is the energy of 2024. And yeah, just like your snapshot, like the overarching themes of each month and my overarching theme that I believe that the year is going to bring for us. And yeah, I'm basically going to break it down. You're going to get all the uh, juicy deets for what's to come for this year ahead. Now, uh, if you haven't already, and um, if you could please, I would be so grateful if you could um, subscribe and rate and review this podcast. That helps with the visibility. And if you're loving this, share it with a friend and then get them to share it with a friend and tell them to share it with a friend. (laughs) Uh, Because the more people that I can impact, uh, that is just going to help me with my sole mission of getting everyone to be living an aligned life by the stars and just energetically and all of the things. So that is my mission here, and I know that so many of you have been loving um, the podcast so far, and obviously this is still in, like, the birthing stage. Like, I just birthed this podcast um, in, I don't even know when it was last year, <laughs> July, August? Can't remember. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I committed to it, and I had been coming into your ears every week uh, without fail, and I obviously had two weeks off over Christmas and New Year. And now we're back and it's like season two and we're doing two episodes a week and it's getting fucking exciting. We're getting lit. So um, thank you for being here. And yeah, basically I um, really just want to talk to you about the year ahead. And with that, um, again, I've just about to close my books for the year ahead readings. Um, So if you really wanted to do that, uh, this would be a last opportunity um, to jump on that. There should be a link in the show notes here. If not, go to my Instagram and my link in bio. And if you can't see it there, then it's probably uh, sold out and done and finished. So um, that is something. But the other cool thing is if you want, you can get your whole chart done. And I'll also just tell you the major themes of 2024 and how they're going to affect you. Um, that is the probably best way to really go fully uh, exploring your chart, your energy, and all the things. Because in the 2024 readings, they're just kind of not so much about like your energy personally, as in like I don't break it down too much in the fact that it's um hold on, I'm not making this sound sound right. Um, but it's not like I am giving you like the full like this is your purpose, this is your sun, this is your moon, this is you know your lessons, your gifts. Like I don't do that in those 2024 readings. That's what's the full chart reading is all about. In the 2024 readings, I will give you a basic thing and say like your sun is in your sun moon rising. If you have no idea about your chart, like you can still I'll give you the basics, and then I basically just take you through each month and like what to expect, what areas of life, and all of those things. So that's the difference between the two. Um. But anyways, you shouldn't have to worry about that because they're not going to be around for much longer anyway. And I'm going to be transitioning and birthing some 
juicy new stuff. So stay tuned, guys, stay tuned. It's getting exciting and I'm just in this birthing process and oh, it's exciting. Anyways, I am just rambling, so let's get this show on the road. So as I am recording this, um, Mercury is square Neptune. So sometimes this can mean communication can be a little bit disordered, distorted, um, and a bit confusing. So I'm going to do my best to make it as practical as I can for you and really break this down and basically just give you the practicality of the year ahead. <laughs> How cool, right? So I'm doing the hard work for you here. So um, when I was tuning into this energy, and again, I sort of started looking at this towards the back end of last year, and now we're like in it and really starting to sit with it and really going deeper with my planning. Like I've never been this deep in the astrological energies before and just living so in tune and alignment. Um, Last year, I did kind of lose my way a little bit and was kind of not practicing what I preach, I suppose. Um, so this year I'm so much more intentional with what I am working on and knowing my seasons, my cycles, when I'm on, when I'm off, like I'm going to be so much more stronger with my boundaries around that. Um, and I can already see how much it's paying off. So that's exciting. So the overall theme that I have coined for 2024, um, as I've sort of, you know, been really feeling into it energetically, astrologically and personally and all the things, uh, the overall theme is integration and expansion. Um, After coming out of 2023 and the year that we had, it was uh, very much a a year of growth for a lot of people and it was not an easy year. I mean, if it was easy for you, then I am so, you know, that's so good for you. Um, But I know so many people and I don't think I've spoken to a person yet that said 2024 was easy. Um, There was just so many shifts and changes and like upheavals. And for me, there was just so many deaths and like my ego was torn down to a million pieces multiple times. And, you know, I spoke about it in a little bit on Monday's podcast anyway. So I don't want to jump too much into that. But yeah, what I'm really feeling is true. That was all amounting to this year and building on this. And of course, it's always divinely and cosmically orchestrated as such, is that we needed to have those deaths and we needed to move through those uh, hard lessons. And now we're kind of, you know, we've had that growth. Like last year was such a year of growth. If you actually looked at those lessons as a growth mindset and a growth perspective and realized like looking back and reflection, this is why reflection is so important. Like, if that didn't happen to you, like you wouldn't be where you are now, you know, like, and as much as it was sucky and shitty when you were in it, like you have to be so grateful that you actually went through that so that now you can literally have a different perspective shift or whatever it might be um, to allow you to actually come into this integration and expansion. And there is just so much opportunity this year. Um, It's just, it's crazy. And that's why, you know, it's a year of like one, the integrating of all our learnings, but then not only like when I was tuning into it, I was like, I can't actually just boil it down to one word because there's still the integration. Like you can't just go straight into expansion. Like it takes time. And you'll see that like 2024 is a little bit um, still like a bit of a wave of transformation. There's still some energies that are still coming through for us and integrating and we're not quite there yet but there's still definitely opportunity for expansion, even as we're integrating. So that is super exciting. And I am, yeah, just so 
just ready for this. <laughs> I've been ready for this year my whole life. Um, but yeah. And January, I guess, is probably not the perfect example energetically and astrologically um, as to what the energy is of 2024. I still feel like January is kind of more of like a closing out of 2023. Um, collectively, we're in a nine month, which is all about endings and completions and still really clearing out the shit, um, especially because we started. And again, I spoke about this on Monday. We started the um, month in a waning moon cycle, which is about clearing, releasing, purging. Um, we're obviously about to hit this new moon on Thursday, which is going to be beautiful to work with. So I spoke about that on Monday's episode. So go and listen to that. I'm not going to go into that today. Um, but yeah, so this like January, like even though yes, we're in 2024 now, like don't feel, I'm not like, I personally have felt an energetic shift. Like I still know there's more that we're after this new moon that is going to be apparent to us and we're going to be really in it. And again, it's not really going to be till like the end of January, even February, that we kind of really start to feel what 2024 brings. So know that um, as you're listening to this, especially if it's still January, by the time you're listening to this, um, it's going to take a little bit of time for us to really get into the swing of 2024. So have that in mind, like we have started a little bit slower, but know that it's going to pick up. And, you know, Again, it still might feel somewhat similar to the energy of 2023, which is fine because it's a nine um, numerological month, okay? And then guess what? We start with the one as we move into February, which is the new beginnings and new energy and fresh energy. And I just got goosebumps <laughs> as I said that. So I feel like that is where 2024 really, really begins. So um, basically what I'm going to do with this uh, reading, I'm going to give you like I've obviously given you the overall um, or my overall um, theme that I believe 2024 is going to bring, which is integration and expansion. Then I'm going to break down each of the months and just tell you important things and details. And I'm going to give you a monthly theme um, and maybe a few little forecasts and predictions and um, things as well might get thrown in along the way. We'll see whatever needs to come through. Um, so, yeah, we obviously have started 2024 as well just coming out of a mercury retrograde so that energy is already quite slow and inward and just still clearing stuff out so mercury is starting to pick up speed again and we're getting there so the theme that i have for january i'm sorry i'm just as i'm recording this i am also uh just reading my notes to keep me on track um okay yes that's right the theme i had for january is intention intention is everything and i guess especially leading into this uh, new moon in Capricorn, having a strong intention about where you're wanting to really take these lessons and this growth that you had from 2023. And what is your intention? Where are you going? Where is your energy? You know, intention is absolutely everything when we talk about energy. Um, and if the intention is not there, the energy won't follow. So um, that old saying of like where the um, energy flows, intention goes, I think, or something. I feel like there's a saying. I'm probably butchering it. Anyways, um, I feel like, yeah, if we can get clear on our intentions and even though we might not be start, we're starting to now like, yes, this is like, I guess, a little bit of a double-edged sword because it's still about clearing out, but there is moments and time now where we can start to take action on things and really start to be intentional with your energy because we had Mars move into Capricorn on the 5th of January and that's starting to get things moving forward. Mars is quite happy here in Capricorn. It's ready to start moving forward, but there's still a few things, like there's still a few pieces to the puzzle that aren't quite there, 
But again, this is where this trust comes. So trust that with the right intention, if you're coming from this place of expansion and love and are willing to do the integration work, that is going to create ripples um, when it comes to moving forward and really kicking off 2024. And so um, we're going to have that new moon on the 11th. And again, I spoke about that on Monday's episode. And then on the 26th of June, uh, yeah, my brain sometimes the 26th of January uh we are having the full moon in Leo and I feel that's going to be like wrapping up a whole cycle especially with all things related to the Venus retrograde we experienced last year this is really clearing out the rest of that um and we also have Pluto um which really is like a massive signature and flavor to this year as well in terms of what we're integrating, um, Pluto has moved from Capricorn into Aquarius briefly last year um, during its retrograde. It um, went back into Capricorn again, and it's still currently, as I'm recording this, in Capricorn at 29 degrees. But on the 21st of uh, January, Pluto actually is going back into Aquarius and, you know, with that, that brings forward like it's a whole changing of energy. And as soon as Pluto does that, it actually goes combust in the sun. And so this is bringing about Aquarius season for us. We firstly, like the sun basically moves into Aquarius and then it makes a conjunction to Pluto. And this is really about bringing forward this new energy signature. So we experienced it a little bit last year um, as Pluto made its first ingress into uh, Aquarius in March last year. So think back to anything that came up around then, you know, that's where there was a lot of advancements where AI was massive and everything was starting to come out really quickly with like, you know, this AI bandwagon and all of these technological advancements and developments. And so think back to March, like what was coming out for you personally. And then like, this is going to be similar energy right now. Uh, well, not right now, but when that does happen in the end of January around Pluto being what we call combust in the sun. So Pluto is basically blinded by the sun and it's illuminating all of the things. So it's really getting us to look at the shadows and really go into that integration and kind of be like, this is the new energy. This is how we're going to integrate it. And boom, like it's there. And it it's very much an innovative energy like Pluto in Aquarius is going to bring about us so much more technological advancements. It's going to speed up things so much more. Um, there's going to be, yeah, just so many different, um, things playing out with these energies across the next, I think from memory or oh, don't test me on this one, but I think it's, uh, we're in this for 15 years, give or take, um, can't quite remember because we've just come out of, yeah, uh, Pluto being in Capricorn. I think that was for 15 and a half years, maybe. So I'm not quite sure because Pluto's orbits a little bit funny. Anyways. You don't need to know the details. It's there for a long time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's going to be really collectively felt. Um, if Pluto is activating anything in your chart, uh, Pluto transits are one of the most hardest yet rewarding transits and transformative transits. So um, if you have any early degrees of the fixed signs uh, for the next couple of years, you're going to be really feeling this and, um, yeah, the cardinal signs are getting a bit of reprieve because you've had that whole cycle of the last 15 years. And obviously it depends on the degree points because it's really, it has to be a quite tight orb, which a tight orb means that the planet has to be pretty much either on the degree point um, 
that your, um, say, sun or moon or a personal planet is for it to be really personally felt. But again, these happen slowly over the years. So these transits are long transits. That's why they're so challenging, but so transformative and so life-changing. So even though I can say like on this date, you know, this is what's happening, a lot of the time the energy is building towards this and it's still happening even after the peak date, it's still playing out. So understand and know that with energy is like just because it's a day like especially I should probably preface this in like any of my episodes wherever I said like this day this is happening like yes there's some smaller more minute energies that literally only really last that day but some of these bigger energies that I'm going to speak about in this 2024 podcast they can you know like yes you might feel it directly on that day if you're very energetically in tune but you might feel this building up in the weeks ahead, in the months ahead for some of these bigger, bigger ones. And um, yeah, so kind of really just be present and see what is coming up for you um, when, like, yeah, if it's the not happening on a particular day, perhaps it was like a few days leading up. So sometimes like for me, full moons, for instance, like I don't really ever feel them on the actual day. It's like the build up for me. It's like the three or four days before the moon that I'm like, what the fuck? So um, please understand and know that that's how energy works. Energy is not just, and especially astrology as well. Like just because this is happening on this day does not mean that that energy is like going to be at its peak right then. Things build and energy, you know, it's alchemizing always. Um, Energy cannot be destroyed. So always remember that too. So um, that was a little tangent, but I feel like that's important for you to know and understand. So um, where are we? Still, we're only in January, guys. Holy. Um, so that's going to happen. And then that's going to really set us up for our whole theme of the year. Um, and for the next few years, having Pluto in Aquarius. However, Pluto will go back through one last time for um, into 29 degrees of Capricorn to really close things out. And that's kind of being like a death portal. And that's going to be um, happening um, towards the back end of uh, 2024. So I'll, I'll speak into that shortly. But that's where we're in like a really purgy time. Like it's going to be, I think October, I think it is, is going to be a quite a challenging month for a lot of us. And it's going to bring up a lot of things around what 2023 brought up for you. Um, and that's going to be where it's going to be different though. Like you're, you've already experienced some of these energies before. So it's like, even though it still can be somewhat hard and as you're moving through it, it's like, Yes, I'm feeling uncomfortable, but you're like, I've been through this before. So like, I get it. Like, I know I can move through this. Like, yeah, it's, that's what I'm kind of just feeling like. And it feels really like, yeah, you've done this before, but now you've got different wisdoms and different things that you're moving forward um, as you're going through this. So that was really weird because that kind of almost felt kind of channeled as I said that. Um, That was kind of like, not me. I'm like, hold on. I'm not even, Yeah. Crazy. Um, so there's a lot of energy that wants to channel through today. Um, and that is probably because of this Mercury-Neptune square. So I am probably tapping into some good quality, higher realm, higher source energies and all of the things. Um, okay. So then we move into February. Now, February, the theme I have for Feb- February is innovation. And this is because we have the new moon um, in Aquarius. And this is a really big moon. It's probably the biggest new moon of the entire 2024. I mean, this is like when you experience that new moon, that's where you can really kind of say, this is what 2024 is all about. And it's going to be really big because it's activating quite a few different things. Um, Pluto's heavily involved and activating here. Well, 
it's not obviously in a quite, again, I'm not even going to break it down because you guys are probably just not even going to understand that. So <laughs> I feel like I don't even need to actually break that down because that's just going to confuse you. Um, but yeah, like Pluto is going to be heavily um, influencing and involved. And we also are going to have a few other planetary influences um, that are going to really make this quite interesting. And yeah, it's going to be a big one. Um, but it's, again, the theme here is going to be all about innovation. And I just really want to check because there's one thing just off the top of my head as I'm speaking to you. I'm just going to actually pull up that chart because there's actually something that's really quite potent about that moon. And it's just slipped my little wee mind here. Um, okay, so 20 degrees. What is the thing here? Um, anyways, bear with me, guys. I will have a quick little look over that as I'm still chatting away and seeing how that might plan out. Um, okay, yes, that Mercury, yes, 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 yes. Anyways, you, it's not relevant. I will speak into that as we get closer and I break it down further. Um, you don't need to just have awkward silences and trying to figure something out. Um, so yeah, that's February. February doesn't have too much in the way of any other really, really massive, um, transits. Yes. It's going to have its own, you know, um, energy flavors and signatures. And obviously they're the ones that I break down the smaller ones or what I break down in the weekly things. And obviously if there are big ones. I obviously still talk about that too, but this is kind of the overarching thing. So obviously I'm not going to fucking be breaking down every single thing for you right now, because otherwise we'll be here all fucking day. And probably till next week if I broke down everything in one episode. So that's why I do the weekly ones too, just to keep you in check and in tune with what's coming up. So we move into March and the theme that I have for this is reclamation and release. And so the end of March is where we begin our first round of eclipses. Now the eclipses are very um, similar to the eclipses that we experienced from the second half of eclipse season last year, where we have the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. And so this uh, eclipse season opens up the new moon in Pisces is like the opening of the portal. And then we have the lunar eclipse in Libra. And that's going to be yeah, really clearing out a lot of stuff, especially towards our relationships and Anything that is basically not in balance within your life, that is going to be cleared out. So it's going to be a time of like one, reclaiming, reclaiming who you are, but then also releasing. Um, and that kind of carries in as well quite closely to the theme of April um, because we move pretty much straight into, so we have the eclipse um, on the 25th of March. And then we also have a, another eclipse in uh, the solar eclipse in Aries on the 9th of April. So between that cusp point, um, yeah, that there's a lot of energy there. So um, April's theme I have as transitions and transformations. And there is so much big energy um, in April. It's wild. Um, I am going to be so interested to see how this all actually plays out together. Um, but basically, we are in the middle of eclipse season. We will have Mercury go retrograde in Aries to really just make sure that you're sitting with the energies to really integrate, to really come back to your power, your sovereignty, to step into your leadership, to start the new things, to really just reclaim that sovereignty. I feel like that's the biggest um, theme here with the North Node in Aries is coming back to self, coming back to your own radical self-responsibility and being 
um, your own authority, your own leader, and really coming back to self. That's all I can really think of when it comes to that North Node in Aries. And having that as a um, solar eclipse is going to really highlight that. And then in the middle of that, we're in Mercury retrograde from the 2nd of um, April until the 25th of April, which is, yeah, basically sees up the whole of eclipse season. And then (laughs) um, we have the biggest transit of the entire year where Jupiter and Uranus are coming together in the sign of Taurus. And that is happening on the 21st of April. And that is going to be major collectively. So again, that transit, we are actually going to feel the buildup in the weeks before. So even in early to mid-March, you're going to start to feel that. And as that peaks at the 21st of April is where they come exact, which means they're like on top of each other, they're touching, um, and then they're going to move away from each other. But we're still going to feel that for the weeks after. So on a collective level, my prediction for this is that there is going to be a massive um, shift and change with the way which we um, our financial systems are. So I feel like there's going to be a massive shake-up, um, a massive innovation. Um, and again, it's not going to happen like obviously straight away, but there's going to be like some shake-up, some things that are going to happen, and it's going to create a revolution um, because Uranus is the planet of revolution and upheaval and it wants to, you know, just do things in its own quirky way. It's very much like Aquarian energy. And so Jupiter expands all of that. So there's just going to be something, and this is in Taurus, right? So Taurus is ruled by Venus and Venus um, rules our money. It rules our um, possessions, our values, what we desire. And, um, Taurus is a very central sign. It's very grounded. It's very here on earth. So I have a feeling this is going to be very strongly related to money. Um, Again, this is a generic forecast and my prediction. (laughs) Um, I don't know exactly, like I can't tell you what financial system may um, be shaken up and, you know, something unexpected happens to um, happen uh, because we haven't had this transit since 1941 where Uranus and Jupiter were in Taurus. Um, we have had Uran- Uranus and Jupiter um, conjunctions uh, through like the last couple of years, but not in the sign of Taurus. That has been, um, yeah, the last one we had was in 1941, which I believe we were in a world war, but there was also very different astrology as well with that. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't want to draw too much into that because I feel like I also need to go down and learn a bit more history and all of the things, but that is something that I'm playing with and I really want to learn more about the predictive and forecasting astrology. But for these bigger ones, you really need to have a really strong understanding of history and what was looking back at the trends and all of the things that were coming up and the themes of that particular uh, month. And yeah, it, it gets a bit tricky. So um bear with me but that is yeah that is my uh prediction you heard it here first and yeah there's going to be revolution revolution I feel like whatever it is um I feel like maybe initially it may not feel positive but it will be for a positive thing in the future um because Jupiter is always looking at the highest perspective and it really is expanding that for new opportunities and abundance to come in so I'm feeling like, yeah, there it will be a shake-up of a kind. Um, and, I again, I wish I knew what it was, <laughs> but I feel like, 
yeah, even like how it might land in Australia, maybe different to how it lands over in the States or globally or whatever it might be. So I don't want to draw too many um, things just yet. So I'm going to sit with that a little bit more and just really feel into what's coming up for that. But you've got a sneak peek of that. And then we have our first, um, I, I don't think, um, hold on, let me just think back to last year. We may have actually, so we may have had this last year again, Astrology is very much about looking back as well as looking forward to see where we've come from, where we're at, what cycle, all of the things. But we are having Pluto. Um, I know this hasn't happened in the second degree point. We're having Pluto make a square to the sun in Taurus. And so this is really like also <laughs> infl- influencing um, this whole theme of April of transition and transformation because Pluto is the planet of transformation, birth, death, and rebirth. And um, it's squaring and being put in pressure of the sun is illuminating something. So there's like big, massive upheaval change um, when it comes to our financial system. Um, I'm also feeling like this could even be like around um, the property markets as well, because um, Taurus is very much about um, our material um, possessions and things. So uh, I'm feeling that. And it could even be as well, like uh, with inflation and food costs and things like that, like we can either kind of really rebalance or go way out of skew. It's going to be interesting. Um, And then, yeah, throw in this Pluto square to the sun and we have like tension, but we have this new birthing um, essentially. So Pluto in this new degree point of two degrees um, of Aquarius and it's squaring the sun in two degrees of Taurus. It's like this first new, um, I don't even know how to say it, like this first, it's it's not an opportunity, um, but I feel like it's basically just bringing forward this new energy. Like you're going to feel this as like a fresh energy, like it's going to kind of smack you in the face. Like <laughs> April is a massive month. So um, yeah, April and then uh, October is going to be massive as well. But there's just like a few things that I feel like it's just going to like kind of be a bit punchy (laughs) Um, and hence the transition and the transformation. But I guess, yeah, it feels like this is more about the rebirthing um, in the transformation process. Um, But then I feel, yeah, this kind of carries on because there's a few kind of like backwards and forwards themes here uh, with 2024. We kind of like get a taste of something and then we kind of go, actually, that's like not it. And then we go back and then we go forward again to kind of work out like, okay, actually this is, um, I understand how this is landing for me now and this energy and how this is integrating. So it's still kind of like a bit disjointed 2024, but I think it's very much still a positive, expansive year, um, especially after what we've come from in 2023. Um, anyways, I feel like I just, I fucking repeat myself and ramble. Hey, like it's just what I do sometimes. Anyways. Um, so yeah, we see out um, April with a full moon in Scorpio. So then that's like really clearing out the stuff, the shit. So like whatever comes up with that Jupiter-Uranus conjunction, that Scorpio full moon will be a release point for that. Um, yeah, they, like everything is just so divinely orchestrated. It's just crazy. And the more I look into astrology, I'm like, of course, like, of course, this is a perfect opportunity for this. Like, yes, you gift us this. And then we have this to release it with or whatever it might be. Um, it's just, it's so cool. Uh, so let me move into May. Now in May, uh, the theme that I have is fertility. 
And I feel like there's going to be some things where it's like you are getting fertile. You're not quite ready to birth it yet, but there's things that you're seeding and planting and you're ready to like see things from the bigger perspective and there's new opportunities, but it's not like the things you're working towards, but it's like, yeah, you're, it's basically like trying to fall pregnant with a baby. You know, sometimes it happens, it can happen really quick. And then sometimes it takes some time and that's just everybody's journey. But I feel like this is like the journey of that fertility. So again, that's going to look so different for everybody. Um, But that's what just really dropped in for me when I was tuning in. I was like, it just seems like a really fertile month. There is something that is going to be percolating that you're like, yes, that's it. And I'm getting the fact that it's like, it may be slow, but it needs to be slow because it's around that intention about birthing it through. So I feel like this kind of ties into what you seeded in January with that intention month. Like that was the theme of January is intention and what you're seeding with that. I feel like it's still something like there's something that has come from it. You have taken action on something, but you're still like in this fertile period. Like there's, I don't know how it's, it's going to play out together, but like there's parts that have taken off, but there's still things that are needing to be birthed. And obviously with birth, you need to be pregnant. You know, there needs to be that growth. And I feel like that's what may kind of links into January as well. Like if that makes sense, because then we're going to have a new moon in Taurus, which is going to be a really nice um, new moon to work with. Um, it's going to be the last time that we have Jupiter, um, in Taurus for this new moon uh, for 12 years for that cycle. So it's going to be like a really abundant time. And thinking back to um, May last year as Jupiter started to move into Taurus and what was coming up for you and have you actually brought in those manifestations or has that abundance presented itself? If not, this is that opportunity to really seal that and really implant implant that um egg is what i'm what i'm getting at um the mamas and the pregnant mamas will totally get that um and then yeah in may we have neptune which makes a sextile which is a supportive aspect to jupiter so neptune is in pisces and jupiter will still be in its final degrees of taurus before it moves into gemini which is going to bring about a whole new energy Um, Because that's the major kind of other um, shift is where Jupiter is moving uh, from Taurus into Gemini. And again, Jupiter spends about 12-ish months um, in each of the signs. So it takes like 12 years to get around the Zodiac. So um, yeah, this is going to close out a 12-year cycle for Taurus themes. Um, So thinking back to 2012 and what has been um, expanded and shifted and changed from that as we're closing out that and we're stepping into Gemini where there's like this new new information, new um, ways of thinking, new beliefs. Um, it's That's kind of how this, the carry-on works. And again, thinking back to 12 years and what's shifted and changed because that's that Jupiter cycle, that 12-year cycle. So, um, yeah, go back through and have a little, um, what do you call it, reflection about what was coming up for you 12 years ago because that's going to relate to what's going to come up for you um, in this next Jupiter cycle. And I kind of went on a tangent because I was actually going to talk about the Neptune sextile Jupiter. Um, With these two, the Neptune sextiling Jupiter is really about um, that deeper, higher connection that Neptune gifts us is like we're able to connect to higher realms, higher things, and it helps us 
Jupiter being in Taurus is going to help us ground that in so we can actually have those dreams and then take them and ground them in and the opportunities will present themselves as Jupiter expands things within our actual earthly plane that we are hearing living in in this 3D dimension. So, um, yeah, there's that really nice supportive energy and then, yeah, Jupiter is then going to shift and change into Gemini on the 26th of May and then just before that we have the full moon in Sagittarius which is returning us back to our truth and again thinking to themes that have come up from the end of December early January what was coming up in Mercury retrograde that's like another closing out of a cycle um I feel like there's just so many seasons and cycles always at play (laughs) um it's really beautiful to work with that the more you actually tune into this the more you can actually look at these cycles and how they're affecting you and it's just a beautiful synergy of life that we're in um so that is May and yeah, Jupiter moving into um, Gemini is going to bring about a whole different uh, energy. <laughs> and I feel like this is where um, there's going to be new expansion when it comes to um, like social media platforms, for instance, like a new platform may come out. Um, there's going to be something or like the way in which we do social media is like a little bit different and it's expanded and it's, yeah, there could be something related to that because Jupiter in Gemini is very much about um, communication, interaction, technology, um, socializing. So I feel like, yeah, there could be something really positive that happens um, with social media. Like we do social media differently. There's a new um, like social media platform perhaps. Um, So look out for that in the end of May. And obviously that's energy will continue to play out for the next 12 months as well. Um. Then we move into June and June is really um, the word that I got for June was growth. And um, the reason being is that once you've kind of like, we come out of that fertile May month, we have that implantation. And then what happens? The pregnant belly grows. And so there needs to be a period of growth before the next steps, such as birthing can actually occur. And we have Jupiter, they're making a trine to Pluto um, and I believe that Jupiter trine Pluto is the last one. Uh, oh no, potentially no, that must still be in Aquarius. What's that one? The Pluto with um. Uh, anyways, sorry guys, this is kind of a bit discombobulated. Um, because if you were to see what notes I'm working with here and how I'm actually delivering this, you would kind of be like, oh, makes sense. My notes are all over the fucking place. Um. But that's okay. Um, we're working with it. So yeah, um, we have that, yeah, Jupiter, Trine, Pluto. And again, that's just like where we get shown the new opportunities. Like as we let go of something, there is a new opportunity because Pluto wants you, you have to be okay with letting something die to then allow the transformation and the rebirth process begin again. And so um Jupiter really is expanding this, but it's supporting this. So it's showing you like if you actually let this go, I can then support you with this new opportunity. Um, That's the kind of theme and the energy. So it's like, you're going to grow, like regardless, like this pregnant belly of yours has no choice but to grow. And so um, obviously like there's duality with this. It's like, are you choosing to neglect this poor little fetus that's growing inside of you? Or are you going to choose to nourish it and support it and love it and go with it? So this is where it becomes like, when you look at this from a, uh, a journey, it's like this six months journey into um, the year 
that you're like, you're going to look back because then we have a full moon in Capricorn. And let's not forget, we began the uh, the first new moon of the year was in Capricorn. And so this is where the intention comes back. Like, what was the intention? Where were you going with your energy? What were you actually wanting to become fertile with? Now that's going to grow. So be careful with what you seeded and what your intentions are and were, because that is going to become very apparent with what is growing inside of you <laughs> and whether you wanted to um, actually nurture that or whether there's going to be neglect and whatever else, you know. So bear that in mind um, because, yeah, that um, we get a, do- a double do-over with Capricorn um, because not only is this closing out this um, period of Pluto in Capricorn, Pluto is never going to be in Capricorn again ever in our lives. Like it is done. It is doing its final closing out. And as of November in 2024, Pluto will never be in Capricorn, okay? So we are gifted with four Capricorn moons, two full uh, two full moons and two new moons this year, which is very rare. That doesn't happen. We normally only get one new moon and one full moon. And for us to have the double whammy of both, um, it's just so divinely orchestrated that this is really just like a double do-over and clearing out everything, all of the structures and dismantling that Pluto has done. And then the moons are just really allowing us to integrate that within our own physical bodies, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, this is like where it becomes so like, I'm just literally, as I'm talking you through this, it's all just learning to me how this is all cosmically weaved and orchestrated and everything is happening for you. Always remember that. Like, <laughs> It's just, you can't make this up. Um, So yeah, when it comes to June, um, you're going to look at this and like, you're going to be growing and you're going to say like, okay, wow. Like from the start of this year, I didn't even know that I was going to birth this or fall pregnant with this. And now I've got this thing growing inside of me and you either want it or you don't, (laughs) you know, again, comes back to where your intentions were. So this is why being super clear with your intentions in January is going to be super, super important guys. Um, and then, yeah, you're going to kind of have that reflection point and clearing out like whatever it is you need to clear out um, with when it comes to anything uh, in your Capricorn area of your chart. Um, and that is basically having a whole new do-over and a rebirth, like wild, wild, wild stuff. And again, it's closing out a season and a cycle in your Capricorn area of your chart. So we move into uh, July and July, the theme is new opportunities. Um, we have a new moon in Cancer on the 6th of July and the 21st. We have another full moon in Capricorn and that's at the 29th degree, which is super, super important because that's the anoretic degree and that is where Pluto is finishing up this year and it will never be there again and that is going to be a really potent moon to release and, yeah, that's just going to be awesome. Um, the other part, the reason why, though, the new opportunity is the theme is that um, the new moon in Cancer is actually opposite. So Cancer is opposite Capricorn, right? And this is where the polarity um, and the new moon being here is the new opportunity, the new way of moving forward. So now that Pluto has done its work, it's transformed this area of your chart, like what's the new opportunity? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with this new uh, energy and this new integration? And the north node is sextiling Jupiter. So the north node is in will still be in Aries and it making a sextile to Jupiter which is in Gemini and this is the first time that these two have met so Gemini Jupiter and Gemini has new information and it's helping you with your soul purpose moving forward and taking that power back starting a new thing whatever it is 
it's giving you that really supportive energy to kind of go like, hey, you might not have had this before because Jupiter wasn't in Gemini, but now it's here and now I've got this new information and I'm going to give that to you and we're going to take that and move forward. So, um, yeah, July is all about new opportunities. Um, fuck, I feel like I am... I'm loving this. This is so much fun. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, and I would love your feedback on um, the two episodes a week. And like, tell me like, what else you want to hear about? Like, I am a generator and I love to respond to things. So if there's like certain themes you want me to break down um, or like anything that you want to talk about, like it's an open, open mic. Um, so you just let me know like what you want from me and I can um, deliver that for you. <laughs> So um, please keep this as an open thing because as a podcast, I obviously don't get to interact with you directly. You just get to listen to me and I can't respond to what you want. So unless you reach out and tell me. So that was just a little interjection there. Um, So August, we move into August and the theme for August is about leadership. And I feel like it's about being seen as this leader and taking back this self-responsibility, this self-sovereignty. And yeah, it just... There's a bit more structure. There's discipline. Saturn's very active um, with a few of its transits that it's happening. Um, We go into a Mercury retrograde. And I feel like that's the time where it's like really asking you to come back to your own self, your own power, and where you may potentially be giving your power away. Um, And Mercury retrograde is going to, you know, be that time. Mercury retrograde is a time slowing down and a do-over. So Mercury is going to do its retrograde through Leo and Virgo. And so those particular areas of your chart are going to get a bit of a workover. And Jupiter is going to make a square to Saturn. And this is big um, as well. So this Jupiter-Saturn square is really where we have Gemini, Jupiter in Gemini and Pisces in Saturn in Pisces, which is a Jupiter ruled sign, right? So this is like extra potent. And it's about like the discipline and, you know, bringing forward the discipline with your spiritual practices and new information that you've now learned and expanding all of that and how that's going to play out will be an interesting um, aspect. But yeah, it's really about bringing, um, bringing new wisdoms and new ways of doing things um, and starting afresh with this new perspective of information, Um, but being disciplined. So like, yes, there is going to be hard work. Like, yes, you do actually have to change the way in which your beliefs are formed. Yes, you do actually have to um, do something different and stick to it. Um, Saturn wants you to see it through. And so there's going to be pressure to kind of be like, but maybe I don't have all the information yet and maybe I can't be disciplined. Maybe like, but can you just trust? Pisces uh, wants you to trust. So Saturn in Pisces wants you to trust the process, trust that you can't disconnect from self and the spiritual self. Like you, yeah, it just wants you to trust. Um, That's kind of what I'm getting with that. Um, So that is August. Oh my gosh, this is, I don't know how long this has gone for. I'm sorry guys, but um you're gonna love it anyway and it's gonna be so helpful and it's gonna be something to go back to and I'm excited to actually have this so then I can reflect on it and see actually what landed was I on the money with this was this potentially not how it played out all of the things so it's a perfect uh little little way to um yeah forecast and look ahead and yeah then review so then move into September and September is eclipse season again, round two. And this uh, is going to be, I didn't even put a theme for um, this. 
wild. Um, but let's just see if a theme drops in. Ooh. I feel like the theme for September is actually just having its compassion. The theme that has come up is compassion. So I feel like with the energies, like, you know, you're having that leadership theme in August and then with Saturn um, and that Jupiter-Saturn aspect playing out, then I feel like um, in September it becomes the point of, like, you need to have compassion for yourself, where you've been, where the journey has taken you and brought and brought you to, and then surrendering as we move into eclipse season because the Virgo new moon on the 3rd of September opens that eclipse portal and then we have a lunar eclipse in Pisces, which gives us a snapshot and a taste of what the North Node energy is going to bring us when the nodes shift and change in 2025. So we're getting a preview, a sneak peek of what's ahead for next year. And that's going to be kind of more about dissolving um, endings, completions. There's going to be a lot of activity uh, within Pisces uh, energy as well. And yeah, that's going to be a really interesting time because we're going to have, yeah, the the moon's going to be here. We're going to still have Saturn in Pisces. We're going to have Neptune in Pisces still. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting time of Piscean energy. And Pisces is the last sign of Zodiac. So it's about endings, completions, closing a chapter. Um, it's our highest evolvement. It's our spiritual self. It's our psychic gifts and abilities. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that um, plays out. So, um, yeah, I said for September is compassion is the theme. Um, and, oh, pardon me, just a little burpees, um, October. Now this is where the energy starts to get a little bit, um, a little bit wild. We go into another nine month. So again, thinking back to January, we're going to, we're currently in a nine month, which is all about cleaning, cleaning out, purging, ending, releasing. We're going to be in the middle of eclipse season. So like double down on all of that. We're going to have a, uh, solar eclipse in Libra. And that's a South Node eclipse, which is all about purging and releasing. And not only do we have that, we also have the sun making its final ever square in Libra um, with Pluto in Capricorn. And that will never happen again in our lifetimes. That is like the end, the completion, because then Pluto uh, in the 21st of November moves out of Capricorn forever from that 29th degree point, And it will never be back there. And it's just like a clearing out and ending completions, like that's it, done, cycle broken, it's a nine month, it's going to be big, we're in eclipse season, and then, yeah, wild, wild, wild time. So October is going to be a big one, it's going to be a doozy. Um, yeah, I I feel like basically what October is going to be, uh, I feel like that's really what like 2023 was. Um, kind of all encapsulated into one month. That's the energy we're going to experience there. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see how that all plays out. That's going to be uh, one to be ready for, be prepared. But, you know, you've listened to this, so you know you're going to know what's coming, guys. This is the beauty of this. You don't actually have to worry. Like, it's it's all G. Um, so then we move into November, and this is the rebirth. This is when the rebirth happens, guys. Um, because remember... Oh, I can't actually make this up. Holy fuck. I didn't even notice this until I said it. Um, so November is the rebirth, right? And in May, if you remember, that's the month of fertility. And uh, we have a new moon in Taurus. And then this is where the full moon is where we birth. We release. We release what we were growing in May. 
holy fuck, I can't make this up. This is the rebirth. This is like the new energy, what you've created, you're birthing it. Holy fucking shit. I am a wizard, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I just, like, this is just so crazy how divinely orchestrated this is and how attuned everything is and there's so much synergy and beauty and I'm just fucking here for it. Um, so that's fucking, holy shit. Anyways, um, you're probably just like, what the fuck am like this? Anyway, um, but I'm, I'm impressed with myself. So anyway, November rebirth, um, we have the new moon in Scorpio, um, and then we have the full moon in Taurus. And again, it's about the fertility, the birthing and, um, the new moon in Scorpio is all about that transformation. Like, what are you going to do with this? It's like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. What are you going to do with this new energy? What are you going to do with this new baby? How are we going to nurture it? What are you going to do with it? You know, like awesome. Um, and then December, the theme that I had for December is liberation. Um, we close out the year with a new moon in Capricorn on the 31st. Um, so that's the final Capricorn moon. We have a new moon in Sagittarius and a full moon in Gemini. So there is like lots of juicy energy of 2024. It's going to be a time. I'm fucking excited. Um, yeah, I feel like there's definitely going to be moments where it's going to be rough, but there's going to be moments of beauty and bliss and expansion and opportunity and yeah, again, this is why it is the overall theme of integration, yet expansion. Like even though we're integrating all of this new stuff, we're still expanding at the same time. Like it's amazing. Um, life is amazing. This is amazing. Astrology is amazing. And you've probably had enough of me as I'm getting really fucking excited now, just looking at how tapped in I am feeling <laughs> what's to come. And like, yeah. Um, so that is the energy of 2024. I hope you love this. I hope you can go back and review this and let's hope that, yeah, there's going to be some juicy fucking goodness in 2024 and I'm here for it. I'm here to see all my sisters rise and fucking get into your power and follow your dreams and just do the thing that fucking lights your soul on fire. Um, stop playing small, stop doing the things you fucking don't like. Life's too short you know, really just embrace the fact that everything is divinely orchestrated. You chose everything right now. We are here because we chose to be here. So why not fucking play the game? Why not learn to play the game? Um, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Why not learn to just be, instead of being a pawn to the game, why not learn to be the fucking king of the game and make it your bitch? That is life. That is manifestation. That is everything. I feel like that's a mic drop moment <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna say it that's so sad um that is my saggy moon coming out and yeah it's that's so sad and again if you haven't been listening to the podcast much uh me and my bestie Rosie have coined that term that's so sad because we are both she's a saggy sun I'm a saggy moon we're like the yin and yang um we just get each other and um, anything that is like super saggy where I'm just like, you know what, that's just a sag thing to do. And that's just so sag. And that's our little motto. Like we just want to be so sag. So, um, to all my fellow saggies, I love you. I see you. It's not any surprise that Sagittarius is my favorite sign of the Zodiac. Sorry, everyone else. Oops. I said it, um, but also like serious. Um, yeah, I, I just feel so seen because that's my moon. That's how I view the world. Anyways, I just went on to a ramble. You probably don't care. I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you for being here. And I hope you get exactly everything you need from this. You are prepared. You are armed. 
all of my love. Remember, yes, I do the fucking chart readings. Book them in if you want your chart done because, again, you can see how powerful this shit is. Um, and, yeah, uh, that's that's really all I have. Stay tuned for all the fucking juicy goodness that I'm about to birth. And, yeah, lots of love to you all, beautifuls. I will see you on Monday. Mwah!